Is God preparing you this morning? Oh, my, my, I might not be ready yet. Goodness gracious, if you love the Lord this morning, say amen. 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 It's good to be here with you today. It's good to be prepared. It's good to be built. It's good to be engulfed. Mom, I love you. I'm glad you're here. I tell you, we... Me and Rico have the sweetest mom in the whole world. She loves us, and we're glad that Rico's sister, Joy, and her boyfriend, Anthony, are here this morning. Amen. Amen. Well, today's scripture in 1 Corinthians uh, 12, 1 through 11, is talking to us today about spiritual gifts. And the Apostle Paul is admonishing us as a church to use these spiritual gifts. Let, let me read just a portion of that scripture to you again for us to get our focus. There are different kinds of gifts, but the same spirit. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but the same God works through all of them and all people. Now, to each one, the manifestation of the spirit is given for the common good. Everybody say each one. Each one. All right, now put your hand right here and say, I'm one. All right, a manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one that we might build up the body of Christ. And so the, the Scripture goes on to describe all of these gifts. They describe prophecy and apostleship and evangelism and all these things. And, um, but these are not just the only set or list of the gifts in the Word of God. There are two other places. Uh, in fact, there are more than that, but two other places are Ephesians and Romans also have lists of the gifts that Jesus gives from the Holy Spirit to the church. And uh, how many of you have been in membership class? Let me see your hands. Amen. Look at that. All right. Well, you know that when we're in membership class, we have a little talk about um, as we commit our lives to this body, then we have to discover what our gifts are in the body to help the body flourish, help the body grow strong with love. And so sometimes that's a little bit of a process for us to figure out just exactly what gift do I have. And so at the end of each of the membership classes, we invite you to come and, uh, to a, a spiritual gifts workshop. And we invite you to spirit, uh, fill out your spiritual gifts assessment. How many of you filled one of these out before? Amen. So uh, for those of you that have never gotten one, um, they are at the entrance or exit um, today that you can get it. It's sort of like a little Cosmo quiz and you just go down there <laughs> and you say let's see yes no I don't know what that means yes no more right and when it gets to the end it tells you stuff like you are an apostle <laughs> you go what the heck does that mean uh, and you either get on the phone and call me or email me or you can come the next two Wednesday nights and uh, to spiritual gifts class and we can break those things down. Because today, we already got prophesied to by Jason DeMarco. Hallelujah. And then we got a prophetic word from, from the choir this morning. And they said, you may not be ready, but you're getting prepared. And we all said, I receive that in Jesus' name. I can know what that feels like. See, see we, sometimes we see these gifts and we think, ooh, that's a little bit kooky for me. But they come down in the modern time because as we learn how to use our gifts we're able to build up the body of Christ okay the title of my message today is filling 
the gap. Now, what in the world is this gap I'm talking about? Well, the gap is in the ministry of the church, we have all kind of gaps that have to be filled. Like our ushers, our welcomers, our concierge, inspirations, cafe, musicians, finance people. All of these people find what their spiritual gift is and they begin to fill a gap. So what I want to, to show you today is you can turn in your bulletin to page 4. And this is just a little acronym to help you discover what gap you might be able to fill. All right, now for all of you that are going to be so worried about filling in every one of these blanks, that type of personality, I've given you the answers at all the doors today so you don't have to worry about it. And they're going to be up on the screen. But this is just an acronym that helps us to navigate and find out where it is that I might fit. So the first part of filling the gap is gifting. Gifting. I need to discover my spiritual gifts. Okay? And then a gift is a, a God-given empowering ability. I bet you when uh, Jason came out of his mother's womb, he was singing. I bet there was no, no doubt about that, that that was a god given gift and thank God for us that he didn't quit and give up but he found his place in the body of Christ amen? amen the next part is aptitude what are my particular talents and abilities see some of you filling in the blanks are getting stressed out <laughs> what are my particular talents and abilities that I bring to help the body of Christ you know, we have people that do all kind of interesting things at all hours of the night around here that are spectacular. Um, for instance, the other day someone asked me, do y'all do uh, baptism by immersion? And I said, yes, we do baptism by immersion. And they said, why don't y'all use the baptistry? And I said, because if you put water in the baptistry, we're going to all be immersed. Because the water's going to flow down through the bottom of that thing and fill up this whole room. But you know, there are people with some talents and gifts that I don't have that came in the middle of the night and they put a platform over that and they put a cornice over the front of that and they made that safe and wonderful for us and so they, they had two gifts one one gift that they had was being able to build that platform I would have never been able to hit that hammer and build that not in a million years but the other gift is the gift of giving you see when the people have the gift of giving these people do it in secret without any recognition at all. That's why I told you they came at like 4 o'clock in the morning. And when we arrived at work at 9, 10, or 11, I'm not going to lie, Faye, sometime it's 11. <laughs> She's saying, tell the truth, you get there at 11. <laughs> <laughs> this platform was there built, and they had used their gift in two ways. They had been the gift of giving because they just did it without any recognition or any need to be seen doing it, and they did it with the technical skill. And then my personal experience, my life-changing influences are events. Many of you have heard my testimony of how as I came out and as I began to find my place, find my shape, and fit the gap, that in the process that I had become a drug addict and alcoholic. Now, I was functional and I was leading worship, but I was leading worship on crack, and it wasn't a good thing. And so there was an AA center at Lambda here in Houston that I was able to go to and I was able to get the healing I needed. Well, I began to work the 12 steps and I talk about that. Why do I talk about that? Because it's a gift now, seven years later, that I can give away 
to people in case they're struggling with that. I don't have to be um, uh, ashamed of that. I can be proud of that because it's a gift. When someone comes for prayer at the end of the service and they say, I, you know what, I have this little secret. And I say, you want to know how many I have? <laughs> a lot. <laughs> you know, and uh, then they lighten up and we, we're able to get into the presence of God. And then the last area is passion or area of interest, where my heart is. See, we can do a lot of things, but there'll be certain places that our heart is always drawn back to. There'll be, Irene Brionis will always be drawn back to praying for the needs of people. She will always be there praying for people and asking how they can be prayed for. She'll always be drawn back to that passion, that area of interest where their heart is. Okay, so that's just a little acronym that can help you to understand and to find your gap. You can pick those up at the doors and work through that. I'd love for you to come on Wednesday night and uh, share that time with me if you'd like to go more in depth. Now put that paper aside and stop filling in the gaps for a minute. And I want you to know today something. I want you to know that you are no accident. I'm no accident. God created you and designed you with a particular shape and with a particular purpose. I really don't care who your parents are or where you came from today. You see, a lot of times we think that whoever our parents are is going to determine all the rest of our future. And for some of us, we have great parents, and that's like, woohoo, I hope I can live up to that. For other ones, it's like, no way, man. But listen to what the Bible says. The Bible says in Ephesians 2.10, For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Did you hear that? It didn't say you were your mother and father's handiwork. It didn't say you were the product of your neighborhood. It said you were God's handiwork. And uh, we are not accidents. We are not second-class citizens. No matter what has happened to you or where or where you came from, God is your heavenly parent, and God is the one that determines the purpose and the plan for your life. You know, I want each and every one of us to begin to look in the mirror every day and to hold our head up high and say, hello, you good-looking thing. I am not an accident. I'm the handiwork of God. I'm beautifully and wonderfully and fearfully made. I don't want you to keep on saying, I don't know where I came from. I think they made a mistake when they had me. Another thing I want you to hear is that God likes you. Now, I'm not talking about God tolerates you. God, we love this uh, sinner, but we hate the sin. No. Listen to me today. God likes you, really likes you through and through, on the inside out. He loves everything about you. God delights in you. And my favorite scripture in the whole Bible that I hope will be on my tombstone someday, Rico, will be, we're always having this debate about who's going first. He says, I don't like that conversation. But Psalms 139, 13 through 14 says, for it was you, talking about God, for it was you who formed my inward parts. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works that I know very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was being made in secret, intri intricately woven in the depths of the earth. Your eyes beheld 
my unformed substance. In your book are written all the days that are formed for me when none of them as yet existed. Isn't that good? See, that's what your heavenly parent says about where you came from and where your birth is and where your inception is. God shaped us and God created us. You're not second class, you're first class. You're God's handiwork and the creation of God's hands. You are of great worth and value to God. You are God's one and only priceless treasure. You are God's priceless treasure. And there is nobody else with your fingerprints or your smile or your sense of humor in the whole world. And God likes it. God likes it. And you know, as I began to prepare for worship and I began to intercede this morning and pray and we began to work through the songs, I began to think about the fact that when you set a banqueting table, when you bring friends over and you're going to set up the best, you go to that cupboard, don't you, sometimes? That special stuff that's been put away. And the stuff that's supposed to be a little bit nicer than all the rest. But you realize that the stuff that's been nicer than all the rest has been sort of sitting on the shelf and it's a little bit dusty and dirty, a little bit tarnished. But it's nice stuff. And so you pull it out, and boy, you set up a banqueting table. And God said, I want you to tell my people today, you need to come off the shelf. You need to come off from where you are. You need to dust yourself off and shine yourself up. You are not tarnished. You're not second class. You're first class. And I have a plan and a purpose for your life. I ordained it before the, the beginning of the world was created. You are priceless to God. You are the chalice that will be set at the table, that will welcome all those in. Hallelujah. That's good worship. That's good worship. Now, in, on June 6, 1961, Dr. Martin Luther King gave a commencement address at Lincoln University in Pennsylvania. He was admonishing the students that were graduating that day in the same way I'm admonishing you today. Listen to how Dr. King describes our worth as God's created treasures. He said to the students that America was founded upon a dream statement. The statement, he quotes, is, we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all persons are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. He goes on encouraging the dream of our states that each individually each individual has certain basic rights, is neither conferred nor derived from the state. Dr. King said that to discover where they came from, and I love how he can turn a phrase. He said, we need to discover where these rights came from, these inalienable rights came from. He said, you're going to have to move back behind the dim mist of eternity, for they are God-given. And very seldom, if ever, Martin Luther King said, in the history of the world has a socio-political document expressed in such profound and eloquent and unequivocal language the dignity and the worth of every human personality. Dr. King says the American dream reminds us that every single person is an heir to the legacy of worthiness. Every single one of you within the sound of my voice in the circle of this city, in this state, in the nation, is a person of value and worth. 
you were created and made by God for God's purpose. God made you with your shape. As God helps you in your life, you will change, you will develop, but you will always be you. As the old saying goes, an acorn can grow into an oak tree, but it does not get to grow into a rose bush. It can become a healthy oak or a stunted oak, but it won't become a shrub. You will always be you. You will be a growing healthy you, or you will be a languishing you. But you don't get to swap genetic codes. See, there are certain things about you and me that are not going to change. Our basic temperament comes pre-wired. Your basic IQ range comes pre-wired. Your uniqueness is God-designed. And God calls it good. And God calls you good. As you become aware and confident of the beautiful way that God has shaped and created you, you will discover that only your shape, the way God has designed you, will fill a certain gap in the body of Christ. God made us to flourish. Everybody say flourish. flourish. See, we didn't, God didn't make us to just scoot like the worm on the ground, just barely getting by. Oh, poor pitiful me. I was an accident. Nobody made me on purpose. No, that's not what God said. God said, you're my child. I don't care where you came from or what's been said about you. You are beloved and you are my treasure. I want you to flourish. And that flourishing comes from receiving outside of yourself the power of Almighty God. A life that creates vitality within yourself and produces blessing beyond yourself. You see that? See, when I get past the poor pitiful me and I begin to receive what God really says about me, and what I really am, then I can begin to help others flourish. You see that? But as long as I'm blocking it off and saying, ah, not me, Anthony. No way, Jose. I'll never be a preacher. All right? Then there's no way that God's going to be able to flow through that. And today we have to claim our worth and our value. We have to discover and use our spiritual gifts. We have to live fully alive, wide awake, and open to wonder. Today I want to show you a video clip that illustrates what I'm teaching for you today. Watch this. Beginning. This is what we dream about 
She was a different dog when she surfed with Patrick. You and I are different when we are connected to our real heavenly parent and to our real siblings. And you might be here today and you say, you know what, I'm a bird chaser. You know what that means. But you know what? The overarching thing that God wants to say to you today is that you are his beloved child. I created you for a purpose and a plan. And it doesn't matter what obstacles or what things have gotten in the way. When you surf with me, things are going to be all right. Let's bow our head today. You know, you might be here today and you say, you know, I've had some pretty awful things spoken over me in my life. No one's really ever said that you're valuable, that you're a treasure. But deep inside, you know that God loves you. And you're ready to claim that today. You're ready to claim to heck with what my parents said, to heck with what they said at third grade in the soccer field, to heck with what happened to me. I'm ready to surf with God today. I'm ready to believe what God says about me. Jason, pray for me. Raise your hand right where you are. Pray for me right there in the back, right there in the middle, on the side, right there. So many hands. Put it down. God, we thank you today. We thank you today that you are our heavenly parents and that when the foundations of the earth were created, that you formed each one of these beautiful, blessed, beloved souls into exactly the way that they are. And God, that they are your children and they are called by you. And God, right now in the name of Jesus, I just break, I break every negative word that's been said over them. I break all of those, those words that were used as curses and put-downs over their life. That is not who they are. They are children of the Most High God. They are formed and they are made for great things. God, I pray that each and every day, that God, we will claim our holy identity as beloved children of the Most High God. And we'll put our shoulders back and say, I might have been through some things. People might have put me down. But God is my God and my parent. And I'm a good-looking thing. And I'm going on to higher places and doing more than I ever thought possible in my own strength. Because I'm surfing with God. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's sing this together. And just really let the prayer that you just made come into your heart. Oh, Lord, my God. Oh, Lord, my soul. 